to the Profit Powerhouse Podcast, the ultimate resource for business success and growth. I'm your host, Glenn Poulos, and I'm thrilled to be joining you on this exciting journey. Currently, I hold the position of VP and GM of NWS Canada. Additionally, I take pride in being the author of the critically acclaimed book, Never Sit in the Lobby. Throughout this podcast, my mission is crystal clear, to equip you with the strategies and insights you need to not only establish a strong presence in front of your clients, but also to take meaningful action and maintain that position. After all, being a pleasure to do business with is the key to fostering lasting connections in the corporate world. Together, we'll explore the art of not just building a successful and profitable company, but also cultivating a high-performing team that's capable of achieving remarkable results. Whether you're an aspiring entrepreneur, a seasoned business professional, or anyone looking to excel in the world of commerce, this podcast is tailored to help you thrive. If you're eager to be part of the conversation, I encourage you to visit my website, navigate to the podcast section where you can sign up and stay updated and participate in the show. Our episodes typically run for a duration of 30 to 40 minutes, ensuring you get a compact yet insightful dose of valuable information. So get ready to unleash your profit powerhouse potential. Join me on this podcast as we delve into the strategies, stories, and secrets that will drive your success. Remember, your journey to becoming an influential person and prosperous business leader starts right now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another enlightening episode of the Profit Powerhouse Podcast, where we bring you conversations with influential voices in the world of business and leadership. I'm your host, Glenn Poulos, and today we have the pleasure of hosting a guest who has not only demonstrated exceptional leadership, but also possesses a deep commitment to making a positive impact in the world. It's my pleasure to introduce Ryan Weiss, a dynamic leader with over two decades of experience in driving business results and profitability. Ryan's passion lies in engaging with business leaders who share his vision of making a positive difference in the world. Uh, Let's dive right in to our conversation with Ryan. Ryan, thank you for being here. And to start, we'd love to explore some of your journey and, uh, and some of the insights you've gained along the way. So welcome. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Glenn. It's a pleasure to be on your uh, your podcast here. That's uh, nice. really appreciated. Thank you, thank you. So, uh, just for a start, I mean, why don't you uh, why don't you sort of tell us how you got to where you are, and uh, you know uh, some of the you know some of the steps along the way to where you found yourself today? Sure, I'll I'll give you the uh, condensed version. Back in the yeah. uh, back in the days when I was growing up, it was like the Reader's Digest version, right? Yeah. Guess. So, uh, yeah. so I. Started my first company at 15 years old. That's how I paid my wow. way to college. But yeah. uh, I'm not going to give you 30 plus years of uh, of stories here. But I started my first company and my youngest brother still owns that company a day. He has continued growing it and he's got 50 some trucks now. He's got wow. multiple commercial buildings and office locations. And uh, it's just so amazing to watch him grow that. But uh, what I did was I... I needed to figure out how I was going to pay my way through college. And uh, my dad wanted me to go to college and I I went and got degrees in chemistry and finance, went to work for a big multinational. So I spent about 17 years uh, living in three different countries, moved seven times and managed large teams and big global technology portfolios. And it was, it was a lot of great experiences, but Ultimately, I reached a point about seven and a half, eight years ago where I decided to leave the corporate world and uh, and go back into being an entrepreneur again. And uh, and 
Yeah, so that's kind of where that journey really took another twist uh, from entrepreneur to corporate to entrepreneur again. And of course, you know, endured the ups and downs of COVID and everything else that went along with that over the past uh, seven or eight years. And uh, been nice. been quite a journey. But uh, yeah, and I believe you founded a company called EPS. Is that right? That's right. That's my yeah. That's so what, that I what does EPS do? And and maybe tell us a bit about that. And is that how is that where you started your rekindling your entrepreneurial spirits, or is there that's a right. step along the way? That's okay, right. Go yeah. ahead. Sorry. This is this yeah. is my. Uh, this is the reliving the entrepreneur dream. Uh, so left nice. the corporate world, started this company. And initially I was doing a lot of um, consulting for big, large multinationals. That's where my network was at the time, uh, helping them to align people in process, find efficiencies, streamline processes, things like that. And then uh, and then COVID hit and uh, yeah. everything had to change. I, I was no longer traveling out on site, uh, you know, two, three weeks a month. And everything really started to transform and evolve into the vision that I had been creating and wanted to create. And, uh, and COVID sort of propelled that along the uh, the path. And uh, so, yeah, so what we do is we help organizations to align people and process together. Um, so I'd like you to think a little bit about uh, a lot of organizations document processes. They'll document the process that somebody has to do or a role has to do. But most organizations, especially when they get to that point where they're starting to have departments or they're a multinational now with multiple locations in multiple countries, and um, the way organizations have to work or have to evolve to is they have to work cross-departmentally and cross-functionally. So we've created a system we call Optics. We have a software platform. We've got a book that's coming out in the near future. I've got a podcast as well. And aligning people and process together. What that means is looking at your processes, not in an internal sort of vertical silo type way, but looking yeah. at your processes as your customer sees them or as, uh, as other people see them, saying, how do we create the right process that systemically works together? Um, and uh, and so that's what I've become incredibly passionate about. So I've got a global yeah. team now of folks with uh, putting it all together and, uh, and, and we've been nice. growing. So does optics stand for something or um, so? So it, it, initially I sort of had like this acronym, but what I, but what I've really come to latch onto it as a word is that uh, there are actually two definitions of the word optics. If you look it up in the dictionary, one of them is the study of light. So when you think about optics, you think about, you yeah. know, our glasses and we think about, the lens and clarity and focus and alignment and all these technical words of uh, that, you know, anybody who's been in physics classes and stuff, like there's this technical study of light, but there's a second definition of the word optics as well. And that's the perception of people or the perception oh, right. of situations, the optics of a situation, optics, right? Yeah. How do you perceive it or how would the situation yeah. be perceived? And so when I really think about the alignment of people and process, this, this word optics became the thing that we focused on. And, no, no, yeah. uh, and we've created this whole system that in a very simple way, these five steps, uh, I, I lead organizations and teams through to get that clarity and get accountability and get focus and get their uh, uh, performance metrics lined up and, um, and okay. it really helps on a, um, to have a system that you can look at and say, these are our gaps. 
these are the actions we need to fill these gaps and uh, and document the right things and get people working together. Okay. So you mentioned like aligning people and processes with the system. Can can you sort of walk us through some of the key principles or maybe what does what does it look like when you first meet with with a with a company that you're going to onboard and uh, what they're sort of face what what they could sort of expect from the system and yeah. uh, just to get a better better understanding of optic system. Absolutely. So the the very first step is. Uh, is really we go through this discussion around the purpose, the scope, and the gaps. So I we want to make sure before we dive in, why did you pick this process or why did you pick this area of your business or your team to work on? What's the purpose of it? Then we talk about the scope. Where does it start and where does it end? How do we know what the scope of what we're going to talk about is? And then we get into the gaps. What are those gaps that are existing today? What's the pain that's happening today? That, uh, that that we want to solve. And we've actually done this over and over and over again. I've got hundreds of examples now working with general contractors, trucking companies, uh, manufacturing companies, construction rental agencies. And, uh, and as we go through this with, with groups of people, what we find is in that first part, we say, all right, what's the purpose? Why are we doing this? Scope, gaps. Then we take them to the second part and we build something called a SIPOC. And this is a this is a wonky sort of uh, acronym. It stands for suppliers, inputs, process, outputs, and customers. And uh, and this is what I call the intersection of people and process. So this is a wonky. You know, I'm not expecting everybody to memorize that or anything. Yeah, right. But but the but the idea of it, when you think about, it, it's got process in the middle. The P is the process in the middle. And then on the outsides of this uh, one pager we put together are suppliers and customers. It's people. Who do you need stuff from and what do you need from them? Who needs stuff from you and what do they need from you? And uh, and then you the process is really in the middle. And uh, so this is this begins the journey. And I've literally done hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of these over the years. And uh, And every time I do, there is something that just becomes clear or obvious. And the the folks that I'm building it with look at it and say, yeah, that's the thing we need to focus on. Yeah, that's the thing. Okay. And we start we start finding those areas of focus uh, where we're going to drill down and uh, and drill further. Does that make sense? Or any, any, yeah, any? yeah, it does. So so is your system something that's an ongoing um, sort of process for lack of a better term that I can think of right now thing that people do going forward? Like this is the way they now run the business or is it more of a point and shoot kind of like a uh, process repair kind of a thing? Like you're correcting your, your, your course and your strategic, or do they keep coming back to it every day, week, month? How does it fit in with the ecosystem of the business? Oh, yeah. So it, it actually can be both. And it really depends on the organization, the size okay. and, and, uh, and scalability of it. Um, so I've got a general contractor where we've done 36 times. We've gone through this. Wow. So we've documented every core process, um, linking a whole all their departments together. And the executive vice president of that organization called me a few a number of months ago. And he said, uh, I said, Ryan, if you're ever looking for a job, you know how <laughs> all of our stuff works together better than anybody. Come work for it. But, uh, but the idea of going through this and solving problems, and we've literally taken hundreds of gaps that existed and closed those gaps through the clarity and alignment. 
And, uh, and one of the things I, I got together with their general superintendent a few weeks ago, and I was just talking to him, we were just talking. And I said, you know, do you use it? Like, we've been documenting all this stuff and pull it together. How do you use it? Do you use it? Is this just a waste of time? Are you just like told to do this? So you do it. And he said, no, he said, I was your biggest skeptic at the beginning, but he says, now we have such, so it's so clear, like who has to do what to make things happen. If somebody calls me and say, Hey, the submittals process is not working. Away. I just open up the submittals process and we say, this is what we need from this person. This is what we need from this person. This is how the process works. And this is a this is a billion dollar plus uh, general contracting company, a big company wow. that uh, that's, that's transformed it. On so the how other do hand, people how do people find you? Like what what are they googling and they end up finding EPS and what what how do they land on you and and call you up and say, hey, we need what you're serving? Yeah. So I would say almost all of our clients, not almost all, seventy percent of our clients are referral based where right. we've, you know, it's a, a client, <laughs> someone, a, a vice president becomes a president at another company or they move around and, or they, they share it in one of their CEO groups or something. And um, that type of networking has really, uh, has really grown our business. Um, I've started bringing on uh, employees and folks who are out delivering the system now. And uh, so you know, the, the system just keeps growing. It just keeps evolving and growing and spreading right. and kind of spider webbing out. Okay. Okay. And so, and again, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to absorb it and, and, and picture it in my mind. The really what you're doing is you're defining the processes of the business. Uh, and, you know, it might be the RMA process, maybe the return process or the customer service process or the price quote process. And this is how when a customer wants a quote for a service, maybe we're a landscaping company or something, um, and you you help them to hone down and then they can pull out this going forward and that they follow it over and over again. Is that right? And you're. That, you, yep, that's that absolutely right? one way that uh, the, that it's done. And, and it's very, very common, the, what you just described, that uh, we, we get the process documented, we get. We do something called QVS, quality, value, and speed. So we start asking, like, where are the performance metrics around quality, value, and speed? Uh, and uh, and that helps people to put more priority and focus in different areas. And then the other, the, the sort of the, not the final step, but the fourth step is what we call ARM. It's the accountability responsibility matrix. Okay. And, uh, and do do that. lining up. Who's accountable for each of the swim lanes? Who's a, who's responsible? Right. What are they responsible to do? And as we find gaps in the process, in the people, and in the performance, then we create an action plan. So our software system actually enables an action plan to be created. So I've got clients that have been for several years now, and we keep going back to those action plans and closing those gaps and improving on the things that, uh, that are causing them pain and preventing them from scaling. And uh, yeah, okay. so, so people keep coming back to it and keep refining it and keep improving. Yeah. Okay. What common challenges do you see leaders facing these days? Is there a, is there a, a common thread in the 2023s post pandemic, uh, you know, uh, you know, that people could relate to perhaps, or uh, maybe say, Hey, that resonates with what's going on in my company or. Yeah, I think I think there's a number of, of common challenges. I would say probably a, a few of them are um, one is probably 
the people document or people have processes that work within a department and working across departments. They're like, our departments just aren't working together. They're just, right. you know, they're, they're just in conflict with each other. And uh, the anxiety and the frustration that I've seen in, in organization, I think we're all sort of seeing in culture. Um, those things have really created some tensions and you need to break that, break that down. So if, if you, if you're seeing those tensions or, silos within your business that's that's one key area that uh that we help with a second one is companies that have grown through the pandemic and they a lot of companies grew and now the economy is changing and shifting it's like boy we've got to streamline our operations again we've got to figure out how to how to navigate uh what's going on um this pulls a lot of waste out of the system it streamlines the, your systems and gets people seeing what they need from each other to really be successful as a team. And, uh, and that stuff becomes very obvious. So I would say those are a couple of the key areas um, yeah. that, that people really struggle with and, and that this helps to, to clarify. Have you seen, or maybe it may be a little premature, but if you start to see things like AI impact the way you adopt processes in business, are people challenging you with how to implement AI into their product process stream or? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And part of, um, and our team actually has started incorporating AI into some of the data analytics and things that we do for, for clients. So I've got a, a, a whole team of people that doing everything from Power BI dashboard creation and uh, natural language questions. So we have we have folks who are, you know, working on creating dashboards and data analysis and things like that. Um and, and that's probably the biggest use that we were using it for um, in terms of work with our clients. But uh, but there's no doubt that in the marketing industry and all these, you know, the, the use of AI is uh, is it's an interesting buzzword. And I think yeah. some people are figuring out how to use it effectively, but there's right. a lot of ineffective uses of it as well currently. So, yeah. so it's, it's really navigating that. What we really like to do is start with the problems that the people are experiencing in your organization in getting the systems to work. And as we find the gaps, AI might be a solution to some of those gaps, right? Uh, right. Um, getting your people realigned might be a solution. Getting your process more clear might be a solution. But it's really hard to implement AI if you don't have a common understanding of the pain you're trying to solve and the and the people yeah. challenges that that you're navigating, right? I mean, definitely. You just throw yeah. AI at it. Maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. Right. 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 Um, yeah. Okay. So on a sort of different note, I, I noticed in your bio that uh, you know you're making a big impact uh, in with nonprofits and relief organizations and things like that. So can you share some of your experiences from your involvement in in such organizations and and maybe how it made a difference? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm on a, I'm on a board at uh, FVCA, and so we help uh, help children from under-resourced communities in the uh, Fox Valley area here in the Chicagoland area. And that's one of the things I'm really passionate about. I think probably the the a, a really good example though is a, a little bit different. It's with our team. So one of the things as as our company as I've led our company, I'm like I'm passionate about these things. And our team requested a budget on July 4th. Most of my team in, is in the Philippines. And they said, look, Americans don't work on July 4th anyway. We're going to take the day off and do a team building event. And they went up into the mountains, into one of their provinces, 
and uh, and put together kits for uh, children, basically school supply yeah, kits. That's amazing. Yeah. And uh, and they took a budget into a local bookstore, and the local bookstore just the day before had been robbed. They, they, oh, they wow. somebody had, people had come in, taken all their money, and so the employees of the bookstore, when my team came in with the budget, and they're like, "Hey, we're built, you know, we're going to buy hundreds of kits to uh, um, to take up in and distribute to the families." The uh, the people at the bookstore were so excited. Like, oh my god! Yeah. Just got robbed. So they they were actually <laughs> like, they got pictures of these bookstore employees and my team like working together, filling these envelopes with all the supplies. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. To to me, this is the purpose of why you do things. We all need to make money. We all want to make money. We all want to do. Things. Yeah. If we can make a greater impact than uh, um, with with the outputs and with our teams, I think that's uh, to me so so important okay good yeah um and what about sort of the whole career life work life balance if there is such a thing how do you how do you manage that with running a business and being an entrepreneur and is there any is the, can you apply eps and optics to that and uh, oh we uh, are we are i mean my team <laughs> i mean it's um this is this is definitely uh it's a it's it is my challenge. I mean, I started yeah. my first company at 15 and yeah. uh, the kids I went to high school with are like, Ryan was always working, right? Like he yeah. showed up his senior year of high school with his, you know, company name on the side of the truck. And, you know, uh, it's always just, it's always That's been awesome. probably a weakness of mine that I'm just like passionate about work, but I've got a wife and, and four children. I've got a daughter that's married now. And uh, my son's down at Florida state, my daughter's uh, out in Colorado and uh, and her husband and you know it is like making time for family making time yeah. for um you know the church that we're involved in and all these things that balance is sometimes hard to strike as a uh, yeah. as an entrepreneur who's trying to balance so many plates right the software platform the next book coming out the team and growing them the taking care of clients all that stuff it's hard to balance yeah, it, it can be. I I share it, and uh, it's the same same for me too. So, the um, so when was it you sort of made what year did you make the jump from your? I think you gone back into corporate world, and then you obviously jumped out to be started becoming an entrepreneur. When was that? What year was that again? So that would have been twenty sixteen. So almost okay. So you, seven years ago. Okay. So so um looking back you know is there any uh the one question i always like to ask people is uh, whenever i'm talking to people that want to become an entrepreneur sort of the 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 most difficult point is that like moment in time where they're an employee and they're going to be wanting to become an entrepreneur if i could say it like that right and that you know that step right that leap of faith you know stepping into the abyss i mean uh, you know, how is that for you? And do you have any advice for people taking that step? And, um, you know, it's different for everybody, but I mean, clearly you've done it. So um, any <laughs> any uh, experience you could pass on would be great. Yeah, no, so. I, I had a, uh, I had, I had a couple of great mentors when I first started. One, one of them was a previous boss of mine um, and he uh, provided me with some uh, subcontract work for, for a period of time. And, um, so that was that was incredibly helpful, right? Having a first client um, when I got started, had another mentor who uh, left the corporate world and had started his own consulting firm and, and shared uh, having some good mentors and some 
folks around me, make, you know, providing advice was was really important. Right. Uh, the the second thing I would say is that after 17 years in the corporate world, having you know biweekly paychecks and having international living allowances and bonuses and whatever. Um, I had become a little bit soft and, uh, yeah. getting to that point where I was like, I'm going to be dedicated. I'm going to right, build a team. This is, it's, it's not the company's money I'm spending. It's my money that's getting yeah. reinvested. And when I make those hiring decisions, when I, um, you know, invested in people to start building the software platform, when I, you know, launched my first book, they, Figuring those things out and having the uh, the the guts to follow through with it, right? Uh, is yeah. it, it 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 took a toll in a in a different way than it did when I was fifteen, and I was just like, I'm gonna figure out how to make money, right? Yeah. Uh, Especially and- when you know your mom's gonna feed you at fifteen, right? And when you're doing <laughs> it for yourself, that's right. You're the one still right. responsible to put food on the table, right? So- that's right. Yeah, but Absolutely. it seems like it sounds like it worked out well for you. And oh, uh, it has, it has, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the one thing I always share with people because I've made that leap a few times is that yeah, it is scary, but if you can just push through that fear and just take that step, then your whole bodily commitment and psychological commitment just just will come there to support you after you've made that decision, and you'll switch from sort of fear to motivation, right? Because you're just yeah. motivated to get things going and. Uh, it can be a scary, you know, uh, leap of faith to take. But if you just take that step, I mean, you know, your own your own will will actually drag you along quite a bit of the way once you've once you've committed to it, right? Oh, absolutely. And uh, yeah, so that's awesome. All right, great. Well, uh, it was really interesting hearing about your, uh, you know, your company and your optic system. And so, if people want to learn more about optics and and or yourself, connect with you. Uh, where's the best place to reach out to you uh, for those yeah. kinds of things? Absolutely. So uh, you can learn more about the optics system at www.epsoptics.com, or uh, you can link with me on LinkedIn. Um, I've got a pretty active community on on LinkedIn and uh newsletters and things like that so ryan c weiss um you can look me up on linkedin and be happy to uh, to connect and share the community with with folks because you know entrepreneurs and business leaders and business owners all need some type of community to make sure that we're all working together in the right ways and uh yeah so happy happy to connect with folks awesome Okay, well, that wraps up another thought-provoking episode of the Profit Powerhouse podcast. If you found this discussion with Ryan Weiss compelling and want to stay updated on future episodes, please subscribe and follow us on your preferred podcast platform. Thank you so much for being here and look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you for tuning in to another insightful episode of the Profit Powerhouse podcast. Your support and engagement means the world to us. If you're brimming with expertise and eager to join us, navigate to my website at glenpoolis.com forward slash podcast and go to the Be A Guest section to connect with us. Don't keep this information to yourself. Please share this podcast on your favorite social media platforms to empower your network with the strategies and wisdom you've gained. Your feedback fuels our growth. Please take a moment to rate and review the Profit Powerhouse podcast wherever you listen. Your input helps us to continually refine our content to serve you better. Remember, our mission is your success. 
We've committed to providing you with the tools and insights to drive your business forward, and we're excited to have you on this journey with us. To stay up to date on the latest episodes, hit the subscribe button, and let's stay connected. Reach out to me on social media and continue the conversation and stay inspired. For resources and information, visit my website at glenpoolis.com. And before we sign off, remember, I'm Glenn Poulos and reminding you that your potential as a business leader is limitless. Thank you for being a part of this podcast where your success story begins.